Hey, it's time for Dr. Lisa Gives a Shit. Hey, I'm Dr. Lisa. Thanks for listening. I give a shit. I do. I mean, not you can't say that about uh, the people who are wrangling with our health care bills, right? Our health care, what, you know, the bill, the for our bills. Anyway, fuck them. Are you mad? Fuck them. Fuck them. All those people that are talking about our health care, they have so much money. They have no idea what it's like. So just fuck them. Okay. I feel a little better. Do you? Do you? Uh, you know what I wanted to talk, talk about for, for a minute today, though, was uh, I actually think I had a little bit of a progress on my self-esteem. If, if you If you listen to this show... Uh, you hear me talk about my self-esteem issues from time to time uh, because I think people don't understand that you can actually be a radio show host and a performer and actually have this level of self-doubt. Um, so I realize that uh, what I'm realizing is that it's the way I feel versus my actions. So, so this week I wrote on my Facebook page, um, I refuse to be... Uh, something like, I refuse to be ashamed of my self-esteem issues anymore. So I realized, like, I just am going to totally embrace it because the thing is, I'm proud of how I have overcome them. I uh, compensate for them. I still feel like shit a lot. And when something good happens or I get a compliment, it might not last. But I realize that I just want you to know that my self-esteem sucks and I'm totally cool with that, okay? So um, that actually felt really empowering. And I think if you have self-esteem issues, which you do, because it, otherwise you'd be out um, earning a lot of money and you wouldn't even know about the station. Well, maybe, maybe not. I don't know, because that's, well, I don't know. That's way too personal. You'd have to tell me. Anyway, uh, I want you to know that I'm coming to you live from Radio Free Brooklyn, which is an amazing, amazing, like the most inclusive, weirdest, far-reaching, outrageous, normal, everything station, uh, maybe ever. And, um, you know, free speech is expensive these days and really important. So if you uh, like us, or even if you don't like us and you just want to support us, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com slash pledge. And if you go to my show page, you could even pledge money to my show, which uh, will make me feel better about myself. And uh, we know how, how, much I, how needy I am there. I don't think any amount of money will help, but a little bit. I mean, any money will help the station. Um, so... Anyway, I uh, am uh, very excited about my guest today, who um, is Katerina Katerina Hibernova uh, Kosis, and I said her name completely wrong, but it doesn't really matter because uh, we have a sense, we have a we have trust, we have trust and and a real relationship. Uh, I met Katerina. Um, I don't know. I'm going to say four or five years ago. Because uh, she came up with and uh, is the founder and um, editorial director of the Bushwick Daily, which you probably know it's been around for a while. And it's probably, I always think of it kind of like the new, the paper of record uh, for Bushwick, which is huge, huge, big deal. 
And she also uh, has started a bunch of things. And right now she's also very involved in uh, the Bushwick Entrepreneurs Club. So I thought it would be great to get her on and uh, we could all talk about what it means to be an entrepreneur. And you create a person out there listening and you're probably in your studio or home office or something like that. You're like, fuck, how do I get more customers, visitors, shoppers, friends? How do I make this happen? How do I get this? Well, Katerina did pretty well because she made the whole Bushwick Daily happen. So I'm hoping we're going to get some great advice, which which I'm sure we will. Um, So I'm going to give you the number. And then I also have some great music. So that uh, this one song that I just am in love with, and I really, really want you to hear. So I'm going to give you the call and number, and then I'm going to play you the song, okay? Is that all right? Are you with me? Okay, so the call in number is 718-928-9732. That's 718-928-9732. And I will be talking with... Uh, the editorial director, founder of the Bushwick Daily, who is also the founder of the Bushwick Entrepreneur Group, and she's going to give us some great advice. But like I said, before we get to that, we are going to play this amazing, amazing song by Kenny Colors. So listen in, and we'll be right back after this one song. Uh, Right after this one song, um that we are just about to play. Hang in there because I'll tell you something. You know what I'm going to talk to Katarina about before we even get, we're, we're, I know, I know. It's a, uh, this, see, if you were contributing money, we wouldn't have this problem because we'd have a whole room of f- people like producing the show, which we don't. But you know what? If you stay, uh, stick with us after the song, before we get to the entrepreneur stuff, I'm Katarina and I, may wind up having this conversation about this cat that uh, me and my husband got from her and her husband because they have cats in in the wild of their backyard in uh, Ridgewood. So we have a Ridgewood cat named Toby. And when we got the cat, uh, Katerina told us she thought it was a boy but then she realized it was a girl, so she named it Toby, but then she had to na- change the name to Toblinka. So after that, we wound up um, going to the... Uh... Okay, so we just took Toby to the vet. Like We've had the cat, I don't know, a month, two months. And here is the song. I'll finish up this story on the other side. So see you in a couple minutes.
Wow, isn't that amazing? That was a song, Lego My Ego, by Kenny Colors, who is also an incredible visual artist. So I want you guys to go check him out online. Kenny Colors, just type it in and you will see some mind-blowing, psychedelic, colorful, happy, weird, amazing 3D, 2D artwork along with his music now, I guess. So anyway, thank you, Kenny Colors, for letting us play your song. Back to you, Katerina. I would just want to um, finish up our story and uh, read the call-in number again, 718-928-9732, because we're going to be having a discussion that you're going to want to be part of. You want you have questions about entre- being an entrepreneur, so you got to call in. But anyway... So, uh, Katarina, hello. Hello, Dr. Lisa. Hello, Radio Free Brooklyn. And hello, everybody who is listening in. So how do you pronounce Hibernova? So um, there are like many ways, I guess. Um, So like the official way, I'm from Slovakia, right? So in Slovakia, I would say Hibernova. But um, many people here in America say Hibernova, which I'm totally fine with. I like it. Sounds psychedelic, (laughs) too. <laughs> so uh a- anyway uh so Katarina uh actually we're planning on uh Katarina's going to see the cat for the first time since we've gotten it and it's like so about <laughs> twice as big as we got when we got it as a kitten. But anyway, so we're all kind of flummoxed here because uh Katarina thought it was you thought it was a a girl and then you thought <laughs> no you thought it was a boy and then you thought it was a girl and so yeah. we bought into that it was and a girl back to and boy, then apparently. we needed the vet cuz we took it to get uh fixed and or whatever the term is we uh, not re, not reprodu- reproductive not not a, reproductive able and uh the vet and, you know, as my husband, do you think that might have been like an unmanly thing? Like the vet <laughs> is like telling my husband, you know, this, this thing has balls. Don't you know? <laughs> I would oh have been God. like to have been there for that. What do you think? <laughs> what do you think? Like, but, okay, so I looked at the balls. They're still there. You can see them before they get taken off, like I think next week or something. Oh. But they're very small. And furry. You can't. small cats. I, I don't know. It, it's weird with cats, especially when they're little like really it's really hard to tell the sex of the cat because the balls are so well, balls and penis actually they're I, I they're like sin. inside it's it's a really weird discussion we're having but like on kittens right they're like not there there's just like a dash i don't know <laughs> well anyway i realized because um this is really the only cat, second cat i've had in my in in my world in my life so the first one anyway so um but I did really look at it, and you could see, like, the fur on this cat's really nice, and that's why it's hard to find the balls. <laughs> that explains it. But also, you know what's really <laughs> weird? Like, I had a rat, a female rat, but if you look at a male rat... Oh, they have balls. That's their balls are disturbing. huge! <laughs> so, like, cats just have really small testicles in general. Is that it? I, I don't it know. it depends on cats, like, from cat to cat, you know? I've seen, like, big cat yeah. balls. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm really I'm confused about this, but I'm kind of I feel a little better because when we take the balls off, uh, it won't be that drastic. Okay, <laughs> so anyway, there we go. There you have it. And we're learning about sex here. Um, sex ad for cats. 
yes. pet owners. No, but you know what? It, it's good to like, you know, we're, we're taking care of the cat and all that. And I mean, we got a great cat. And thank you for that. Thank you for adding that to our <laughs> thank life. Thank you for and, adopting And him. we love that it's your cat. And we're like, when we look at it, it's always great to get like a cat from a good friend. So, so it's it's good, good energy. Good, good energy. Definitely. And you were almost crying when, when we when we I got you. She loves crying. the cat. <laughs> She was crying. She wasn't almost. She was fucking crying. (laughs) Yeah, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Well, how are you? What kind of entrepreneur are you where you're not even tough enough to give away a cat? Yeah, that's that's my whole thing. I'm I'm like, um, you know, very sensitive entrepreneur. (laughs) I think it's possible. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I really want to uh, make sure that we get as much information that you have um, out there. So I thought it would be really good to start out to hear you, you um, define what, I mean, entrepreneur can, in, can cover a lot of, a lot of different types of careers, really. Definitely. I mean, I think even if you work in an office, you still have to have some entrepreneurship because you always have your own brand in the office that you have to be promoting. But um, so, <laughs> right, especially nowadays, kids. So why don't you give us what, how you define in your in your way to your way of thinking and your experience um and you've actually had made a business that earns real money and supports people and stuff like that so why don't you uh give us your idea of what being an entrepreneur is or what it means i mean so i I wonder if it even matters my definition (laughs) probably not so you guys should define it for yourself but um the way i define it at bushwick entrepreneurs club the way i say that how i think of a person who is an entrepreneur um, and what is my real intention, what what kind of people I want to bring into the club. So those are people who are really relying fully on their own abilities to make money. So they're not in any um, employment, right? They're not getting any like regular checks, like they really are out there. And it really depends from day to day, month to month uh, on their abilities to earn their living. Wow, I, that's a really special type of existence, and I, 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 I believe that everybody who is living like that uh, will agree with me that it's um it's really kind of hard to talk to people who have normal employment or you know that kind get of get paychecks, get paychecks because it really is really different. So that's why I started the club so that we can mm-hmm. come together and and what know, what would you <laughs> what would you say like I mean I th- I think it is I mean it is really different. But what 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 is it about? about it that's so different is it what is it like is it it's it's not just the actual it is that you really i feel um rely on yourself like you really uh, sort of relinquish some kind of a safety net of you know an employment where for example you can have a bad month and you can just feel crappy all month and at the end of the month you're still going to earn the same kind of money right but like if you're an entrepreneur and you have a crappy month, you're going to have a crappy money at the end of the month. <laughs> so, so to me, it's really like this um, idea of giving up on like any of these safety nets and relying on other people and like really relying on yourself, which can be really, really scary, but yeah. also really, really amazing ultimately. So, <laughs> but does doesn't it take a certain? I mean, um, no, I'm glad you said that because uh, that that really does narrow what what it means and and it is and it's true i mean i can see your definition and and it 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 is really different when you are totally self-reliant on yourself but in order to even get to that phase in life to to be capable of earning enough money all on your own Mm -hmm. doesn't it take a certain sort of something 
Um, probably. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> when you say something, do you mean well, like, like for example, okay, personality so, or I mean, obviously, it's great if you already have somebody that you can invest in your business, like from your folks. <laughs> from your folks or maybe you already worked for a couple of years oh i see up, or maybe you went out there and you you know persuaded others to invest in your dream so i mean right there are many different ways and obviously it's really good if you if you are able to if you're able to provide that but um you don't also you don't have to have anything like i when i started bushwick daily i literally had like 80 dollars Mm-hmm. And um, so it's possible, right? It depends on the type of business. Because, for example, with eighty dollars, you probably won't be able to open, say, a bar. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you can start a website. Well, let's say at this point, um, do you have a lot of experience with other entrepreneurs from your club? Yeah, definitely. And how long has the club been around? Uh, so the club has been around since two thousand fourteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the meantime, we took about like a year-long break when we were not meeting and we were a little bit like on the hiatus. And now it's uh, it's been back and we've been coming, we've been going strong for a couple of months mm-hmm. again. So. Mm-hmm. so, and is it open to anybody? It is very open to anybody. And we frequently get people who are just aspiring entrepreneurs and we're not chasing them away. They are totally oh, welcome so to Oh, so you come. don't have to be already rolling in dough. You don't have to be rolling in dough. And I'm, many people aren't, you know, many people who are entrepreneurs are going to tell you that it's really not as, um, you know, it can be, but it not always is great, especially not in the beginnings, but hopefully it's worth it. Um, but to go back to Bushwick Entrepreneurs Club, yeah, we have all sorts of people coming in mm-hmm. uh, and, you know, they're obviously encouraged. But um, primarily this whole idea was born so that entrepreneurs who are living this crazy lifestyle of supporting themselves can come together and uh, share their notes, their ideas, and that we can all brag and we can bitch about things and uh, collaborate across industries. So so would you say that most entrepreneurs um, have some money before they go out on their own, either from their own volition or through... It's really hard for me to say, you know. Or is it just I, all over the place? You mean like in Bushwick or, or in general? Well, I mean, you know, in the sense of that, we're trying to um, encourage people to, who want to be entrepreneurs or on entrepreneurs. Like, do you think it's smart? Do you think most people who are, who are successful at it have some money in the bank before they start? Or does it not really matter? Like, what do you... I don't think it really matters. You can mm-hmm. you can just start, you know, if, mm-hmm. if you need money, you can raise it. If you really, really believe in your dream and if you do the legwork, if you really, mm-hmm. right, do the work, prepare yourself, do the do the business model and uh, you know your market, uh, I'm sure you can raise the capital that is needed. So um, is there a certain kind of personality, since we talk about personality so much on the show, like what do you think it takes? Is it somebody who's really disciplined or good with people? Or, I mean, what, what, what do you think, like, is it a certain kind of focus? What, what, what kind of things does it take to be an entrepreneur? That's an interesting question. <laughs> so I, I personally have met like all types of people. So I, I don't think that you need to be specific personality in order to succeed and also really depends on the industry. But I, I think that all the people have like this one thing in common and that is like sort of like this quenching thirst <laughs> for working on their own and to live on their own terms, right? Like um, like I, I personally, right, speaking for myself, like I, I can't, uh, like I, I have, I have true troubles working for the men. Uh-huh. Like uh, I can, I can do it for a little bit, but afterwards, 
I, I really, I really start having, you know, I'm, I'm just not happy. Like I, I really right. like to make my own decisions and um, that mm. type of situation, you mm -hmm. know, where I can really decide something really fast and like really react to whatever challenges mm -hmm. I come across. So, you know, to me, it seems like um, being an entrepreneur, um, which folks is different than being like a fucking deadbeat. Um, <laughs> so, uh, no, being an entrepreneur uh, to me seems really, um, the thing about it that seems the most daunting is that the level of commitment and hard work. I think, it, it, I mean, to me, and, and tell me what you think, um, it seems like it's much harder to do because when you're an entrepreneur you're the marketing department and the fundraising department and the you know content department or whatever you got to make the shit and you got logistics supply right. chain management everything so that part to me seems a lot m more daunting than actually having a job would you say that's <laughs> true um i guess so I, I guess in the beginning when you are really right starting the company or the founder and and you just have to really have that big picture thinking and see see right like what everything you're going to need and like know a little bit of everything maybe you're not great at necessarily everything and, and eventually you can like get experts to come on board and help you out with those things but i guess you should be a little bit good in everything as well right <laughs> so yeah it can be definitely daunting but at the same time i think the payoff is really great right like how many i think it really like an hour of work is not always equal to an hour of work. If you're working for yourself, if you're working for a goal that you have in mind and if you really believe in it, if it's something that really keeps you awake at night because you're so excited and, and gets you jumping out of the bed, like really the work, even maybe if you end up working more or harder, is just much different, right? It's really mm -hmm. energizing. You're a different person. It's awesome rather than... Maybe if you have a crappy office job that really is not satisfactory, which I'm not saying that all of the jobs no, of course are not. like that, right? Yeah. There are awesome jobs and people who love them. But if you are in a position, right, that you just don't like the job and you are working, it can be, I think it can be more tiring and definitely yeah. makes well, you... Kind of like the difference between owning a house and renting, isn't it? Because when you're working for yourself, you're putting all the money you're 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 paying yourself back into the business. Your hourly rate is going right back into the business in a sense, right? <laughs> yeah. So what are some of the downfalls? What, like, what, tell me like what, what, what was one of the things that you learned and maybe a story or an example of somebody else that you, we don't have to name names, but you know, something that you've seen somebody else do. What kind of pitfalls do entrepreneurs do wind up in? I imagine it has something to do with their <laughs> egos. That's what I'm going to say egos yeah i mean yeah definitely that's one of the things but we should definitely talk also about positive aspects but <laughs> no no <laughs> but this is all like people <laughs> get very close right to their yeah. business because mm -hmm. it's like directly coming from you so it's almost like extension of you and sometimes maybe people yeah like the ego can come in the way and maybe people don't react very well to competition and stuff like that so um i understand that right we're all just human so it sometimes yeah, I mean, it happens. I'm, it's good to recognize it and, and mm -hmm. to like maybe learn from competition or right, like oh, take it from the really positive side. Well, like if you're negative. really passionate about something, I mean, it may be you have to. It may be hard to understand that not uh, everyone's going is or going to be right. Uh, 
passionate. Like if you're really passionate about your business. Yeah, and you then, should be. Otherwise, don't even, yeah, you don't have, even go there. You have to be. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's number. That's like a given, right? Yeah, that's the number one. That's the number one thing. So thing. if you're like that, um, and, uh, you know, you, it, sometimes people like me, like that, you know, have a hard time understanding that not everybody else sees it your way. Mm-hmm. Does that that become a problem sometimes? I guess, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's probably best if I just talk about myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, why, sometimes. why, so what? Um, yeah. So tell us what, um, what, what's something that you know? What was a novice error that you made? Oh man, so many. Where do I even begin? I mean, like you, like you mentioned, right? So, for example, you work with people on your project who don't care as much as you do about the project, and. And then you might get frustrated when you just don't see them giving as much as you are. But obviously, no one's going to care as much as you care mm-hmm. about your own project. So, are you talking about paid employees? Paid and also unpaid, you know. But I'm not uh, not any present. I love my people who I work with. So. No, no, but also <laughs> it's not like about it, them. <laughs> the Bush McDaily. I mean, for example, I mean, there are people who are going to want to work on that because they might not be getting paid, but they get like in the paper of record for Bushwick, like their stories and photographs, like they may mm-hmm. not be getting cash, but there's a pretty but good... But I, I pay my people too. So. You pay your people, yeah. yeah I do. But, um, so, I mean, I'm just saying, like pay, being paid or not being paid. Yeah. Um, but it's true that There's many something people, in it for them. Yeah, definitely. Many people have gotten on getting really great bylines from amazing publications and, you know, they started in Bushwick Daily, so... Yeah, yeah, So we're sure. really proud of them. <laughs> yeah, I used to be... Oh, did I mention that then? I was the advice columnist. I mean, it definitely helped yeah. me get get this other <laughs> job. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. Yeah, Dr. Lisa has written a bunch of columns. You can find them. <laughs> Old ones now. Um, so um, what, like, uh, what, what, do you have a rubber meets the road story? Like, did you, like, where, where, was there ever a point where you were thinking of giving up? Yes, definitely. And and honestly, it happens often. It happens even today, sometimes on, on bad days. Uh-huh. <laughs> so well, ca- for me, I don't know, for me, maybe that's also one of the rookie mistakes that pertain sort of until this day a little bit is um, taxes. No, like, <laughs> right? Like all this like paperwork that um that is behind your great idea and all these like beautiful fluffy things. <laughs> and I really recommend everyone who's starting a business, like guys, just go straight to an accountant, to a lawyer. Oh, really? Like just even if you don't think you'll be making too much money, just like go <laughs> put that structure in place. What's it's structure? totally worth it? You know that you pick um right the the correct type of incorporation and LLC either it depends on your business oh, right? okay. so it can be something whatever. like that though I mean we're LLC but like then there are different mm-hmm. regimes on how you're going to be taxed so mm-hmm. make sure you pick the correct one that you have an expert tell you what you should be how you should incorporate it's really really extremely that's... important I can't even stress enough how much mm. uh, and you know and that's um, part of the reason of my um, <laughs> oft frequent frustration is when like the tax bill arrives and and you're not ready and like, right, you don't have the money saved up and, and all that. So it, that can be really, really daunting and can come very quickly. So. Oh, wow. Do you have anybody that you could recommend 
Go ahead, because I yeah, think a sure. lot of people, you know, <laughs> would have a hard time finding somebody. Go ahead, recommend somebody. Let's give them a shout out. Yeah, sure. Maybe so. they'll. Maybe they, we can get them to sponsor this show. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> sure. Who is it? So I was actually recommended by a member of Bushwick Entrepreneurs Club, which is really lovely. So I'm just passing on this recommendation. Yeah. But, uh, so I we go to um, uh, text people called uh, Textmaster, and they're based in Glendale, um, and they are like you know proper <laughs> Queens accountants, <laughs> and they're very nice. And you know, it's definitely absolutely worth to go there and mm-hmm. pay the bill because eventually, like at the end, you're gonna save save money. So. How, about how much would that cost? Is it like five hundred, two hundred, or about that? I think it really depends, like what kind of business mm-hmm. you are, right? But so. five hundred or less—that sounds sort of like not so Something bad like if that. you're yeah, going to start out your totally own business. Worth it, like yeah. really worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I just want to m- remind everybody that they're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, and I'm here, Doctor Lee, on Doctor Lisa gives a shit talking with Katerina H. Kosis, uh, <laughs> who is <laughs> the uh, head of uh, the Bushwick Daily and the Bushwick Entrepreneurs Club, and we're talking about uh, all things entrepreneur. And if you want to call in, it's 718-928-9732 if you have a question for an an entrepreneurial type question. Okay, so let's talk about artists. We know a lot of artists. Oh, yeah. Okay, (laughs) so what, like, let's say most artists uh the typical artist is somebody that you know has a studio or whatever and um and a part-time job and they might make ten thousand dollars a year mm-hmm. off their work yes. so that's not really an entrepreneur is it or what's the difference can you can I you mean, explain that it really depends on on how each of us defines it you know, mm-hmm. like I'm telling you, for me, entrepreneur is someone who really relies fully on their income from their entrepreneurial activities. But isn't it also their attitude about how they run their practice like a business? Do you yeah, think definitely. that's part of it, too? It's definitely part of it. Yeah. And I think every artist has to be an entrepreneur as well, for sure. Yeah. Like the bottom the bottom line and client services. Can yeah. you talk about that, about um, how important it is and how you deal with different people, either suppliers or people working for you? Like what do you, what makes <laughs> suppliers? So I don't really have suppliers because well, right, have somebody we... that you're don't you have like um, people that run the that like do the advert that get the av- place, the advertising you deal with. Oh, media. So you mean clients. So the thing is, uh, Bushwick Daily, right? So we are like a relatively small website, right? If compared to, say, BuzzFeed or something. So we mm-hmm. we directly sell advertising to local businesses and to sometimes also not only to local, but maybe some little startups and stuff like that, right? People are trying mm-hmm. to reach people in Bushwick in the area. So we, we directly sell to local businesses. That's like the most common frequent situation. Oh, is that where most of the income comes in? Yeah, absolutely. Through, through. But that's probably true of every website, right? Um, not necessarily, because once you're bigger, once you once you have larger audience, then I guess you work more with advertising agencies, right? And they, I'm not really. Oh, then the advertising agencies place the yeah. media. You mean? Yeah. yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah, right? but I mean, as far as like income for the business, it's mostly through advertising. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that's the model for that. 
yeah the websites mm -hmm. you know and there can be different takes on advertising right and we don't have to be just talking about those little squares on the website but mm -hmm. uh, right in the recent years there have been a lot of uh, native advertising and different events and mm -hmm. branded mm -hmm. initiatives whatnot mm -hmm. so do you find that you can drive those opportunities with your own ideas to get more advertising I think so. Obviously, there is never enough. There could be always more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think we're some, doing well. I feel like you have some control over. And what about, do you have anybody in your club that makes a product and tries to sell it that you can think of? Who makes a product? Let me think really fast. Like somebody makes furniture or something? Like something tangible. Yeah, that must be very different. Is it? Yeah, I think, seriously, I can't, I can't think of anyone That's because right you're on the spot. I'm you're totally on live on radio, <laughs> and I didn't prepare you for that question, and now you're no, on I'm the like spot. No, I'm like really just uh, cooking you know water. The, yeah, <laughs> no. Um, you know, the thing is, is that um, that's what's so great about the organization that you have um, because people can go and find out all this stuff for themselves. Are you having a meeting coming up? Can we tell people where to go? Um, yes, definitely. I might even go to this. I'm yeah, really curious come, about Lisa. it. What, where, where is the meeting? Uh, yes, yeah, so I actually haven't announced the location yet, and I will, but um, the next meeting is on May 23rd. Okay, I'll post, on my, I'll post on my Facebook page when, when you yes, know. Yes, so. and, um, yes. Yeah, we'll let, we'll let you guys know. So, like, I have a little bit of an impression that, like, uh, entrepreneurs are people that um, are very, like, serious and don't have any fun and are just work, work, work. Is that true? No, definitely not. I no? think that's that's a silly stereotype. <laughs> definitely not. I mean, entrepreneurs are people like everyone else. So some people are serious, some people are less serious. You know, it really depends on their personality types. Mm -hmm. But do you have to work all the time? No. <laughs> <laughs> I really believe it is based mostly on your belief and how you mm -hmm. perceive yourself, like everything in life. And it's really interesting because um, what I personally found when I started to be an entrepreneur, that I actually had to really take care of my shit. You know, Dr. Lisa, like, uh, like, um, like everything sort of comes on the surface, right? Like all your issues, all your insecurities, all yeah. your misguided beliefs you, you carry from childhood. Like you really have to look at them and, deal with them you know so yeah i started to go to a holistic therapy and everything and, and it's been definitely getting better so you've, cha <laughs> you've changed your lifestyle right i absolutely changed my lifestyle i used to be a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> in the office wow <laughs> but also like um like what you were like the way like um a couple of things i want to talk about is like physical physical ability your health because I remember you used to drink and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. I'm not sure if that's related to being an entrepreneur. I think that's... I'm wondering just... about that because I think that's my my obstacle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's definitely... Right, so I, I to like just um, get people on the speed. So I quit drinking about two years ago, maybe two and a half. Like, mm -hmm. I don't even know anymore. Um, and it was just my decision. You know, I, I used yeah. to drink quite a lot. I was like a party girl. And at some point... Um, I sort of recognize that it's not really serving me well. And, and in what way? Physically or time-wise or what? All of it, you know. Also, at some, some certain age, like hangover really hurts. <laughs> uh, mm. So, and that sort of was in the way that I really wanted to do things, right, with mm -hmm. my life rather than feeling really crappy whole day. 
and um also it costs a lot of money you know mm. so i went also when i was like taking care of my finances and really looking at where i was mm-hmm. i looked made spreadsheets of my monthly uh, mm-hmm. expenses and i found out that i'm like spending really a lot of money and that's actually a negotiable expense right so mm-hmm. there's one thing and maybe and also health wise maybe I, not necessarily i mean it really depends on what what where your priorities you can still are drink, folks yeah, I'm not. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm saying, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to get too quit. serious. No, it's me. But go ahead. I mean, I'm not telling everyone. No, anyone I know that they that. should quit. Right? That, it has yeah. to be. That's like my own decision, and mm-hmm. I'm also the kind of person that I'm. I'm a little bit like all or nothing. So ah, <laughs> so ah, I decided to go for nothing, and uh-huh. it's doing great. I really, really don't miss it. So and um, does it give you a lot more time or a lot more energy physically? I think so because also when you don't drink, you find out that it's kind of boring to sit in the bars. You know, and yeah. you can you can stay there as long, right? Like there's only as much time you can really spend there and still have fun when you're not drinking. <laughs> um, so yeah. Yeah, I definitely, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know because, right, it's been a while. But mm-hmm. yeah, I really don't miss hangovers. I don't miss mm-hmm. them at all. <laughs> and I have a question. So like, here's a question, a personal question or sure. like an entrepreneur personal question. <laughs> like speaking of drinking. So um, what I have a pro, uh, not a problem, but I have a dilemma, let's say, um, in my work or furthering my whatever it is that I'm trying to further mm-hmm. um, in that. Um, I have a limited amount of time, especially now because I have a part-time gig. And uh, I am often in a situation where I have to decide between staying home and doing the work or going out to something where I will be sort of networking. I mean, not mm-hmm. just for partying. I mean, sort of for partying, yeah, like but also like, benefits, right? yeah, also like, you know, you just, gotta keep your contacts Definitely. so and so, i know you are very social dexter lisa i'm always jealous oh stop <laughs> you are like way way oh, that I, ahead of me <laughs> no you think i go out a lot right i don't know like i mean i think it's a good thing you know especially no, if it works for no, you but and i know I, you want to feel like very extroverted and i'm not extroverted they're, they're, out there. they're awesome <laughs> uh, what they're awesome they're out there you know no. i mean <laughs> uh, no no i'm not ex- i'm not phil's really a lot more i don't really see what i do is I, i'll go out and i'll stay an hour i really don't stay any place longer i think that's than very a, smart you know yeah i won't yeah. stay people stay any place longer than than an hour really and I'm I'm home, you know, I'm home by like 10. And thankfully, art things are six to eight or six to nine. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's still three hours because mm-hmm. by the time I get there, do the whatever and get home, it's two, three hours, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the my evening of work. So what, how do, what do you think is better? Like tonight, I have a uh, big, there's a big uh, art fair, you know, it's freeze week. I'm going to. Are you? <laughs> yeah. Where are you going? Freeze? I'm going with, yeah, I'm going with Ventico. Maybe she's listening. Oh, wow. Yeah, another Bush Oh, I wasn't going to go to that. I was going to go to one of the, like, the B-list, D-list. Oh, okay. I'm on the B-list, you know. <laughs> D-list. So, um, so anyway, so what's more important, staying home and doing the work or going to the opening and meeting and, like, you know, as they say, pressing the okay. flesh? So here's what I would do, right? What? Okay. Um, And that's actually, I did something similar, right? Uh, so I think that, planning is the key right like you maybe you or, or i i'm gonna talk about myself right so in the beginning of the month it's good to take a look at the calendar oh jesus <laughs> and be like okay so what are my priorities right like that's that's probably where really we should begin with everything in life right like so what are the priorities like what what how much art do you want to make do you have any shows coming up do you 
have to focus especially hard because you have to finish something, right? And so how many hours approximately per week should you be dedicating to your art, right? I think that's sort of like the priority, right? To make stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then and then you can be like, okay, but it's also very important for me to network and to create those connections. So how many hours per week do I want to spend on this, right? And then you can sort of compare it with like how much time you spend, say, with your family and, and how much time do you spend with your cat, uh, you know, with your cat or at your job, right? And And this way you can look at it and then plan it. You know, planning mm. is kind of... I'm I'm not a big planner, but I sort of taught myself to. So I'm really now like a lot looking at my calendars a lot, looking at my spreadsheets a lot. <laughs> so I think it's really about setting the priorities and deciding mm. beforehand. That's being good conscious. Ad- good advice. And now I understand why my career is going where it is. <laughs> I think your career Don't is doing pretty great, actually. Really? So, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. There are so many shows and you know oh, you're it seems always a- somewhere. No, I have a husband that posts on Facebook for me all the time. Uh, <laughs> that helps. No, but you know what? Um, no, I, I, you know, I do, I do ascribe to that uh, philosophy of planning, um, and I, I do it better than some people. But I know that if I, you know, I, I mean, that's something for me to really think about because if I did plan in that way, I wouldn't, I would probably be more satisfied with my output but i'm you know i i didn't think about it that far in advance frankly that way you can also catch yourself maybe like second week of the month and you're like wait so i spend this much time already going out you know and maybe i should like take it down a notch and like work in the studio a little bit more or the or vice versa right maybe you were in studio way too much and you haven't gotten out at all and Mm. maybe it's time to go you know Mm. Mm. I think it's good to be like deliberate and sort of like conscious and mindful of how we're spending our time. I've yes. read like a really a lot of books on the subject. Oh, really? Do you want to recommend some books? Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm again on the spot. I think so the, you know like- what? I'm going to do a station ID because we have to do three an hour. I know this happened. This happens to me too because this happened to me last week. I was on. Uh, I'm not going to digress here, but I was on uh, Young Persons Radio and I got. I felt the same. I'm identifying with exactly how you feel right now. Uh, so anyway, um, I just want to make sure that you guys know that you're listening to Radio Free Brooklyn, uh, the greatest station in the Western Hemisphere. We've got so many different kinds of programming. It's really, really fabulous. You should donate some money to us because it's so important to have free speech and free music and free advice and free therapy and free everything. Uh, and uh, so you can just go to our RadioFreeBrooklyn.com page slash pledge, and like any kind of money is something, like it's kind of like just giving us uh, a thumbs up. Any any amount is good. We're happy with it. So how about some, did you find some books? Do yes. you have any books? Oh, good. What <laughs> yeah, books? So, um, there's this great author. Her name is uh, Laura Vanderkam. Mm-hmm. And I can I can give Dr. Lisa some links. Okay. And she has written like a bunch of different books about like how successful people spend their mornings and how they plan their weekends. And, and they're very short, very good and very quick, mm-hmm. very quick and useful reads. So you've gotten some good insights from that. Yeah, absolutely. That's good. How about having a relationship? I think about this a lot. Now you're, you're married. You've been with mm-hmm. Ken, your boyfriend, husband. Yeah, husband. Isn't that your husband <laughs> since... Since you 2010, 10. 9. So 
Ten, probably. Yes. So, so, um, uh, okay. Uh, I'm married too, but there was a long period where I was single, uh, and then I would always feel like, oh, if I had a guy, uh, helping me, this would be so much easier. And look at Katerina. Well, she's got somebody really cares about and is helping her. No wonder she's doing so well. No wonder I'm such a failure. But the thing is, is that now I start thinking, well, I have to spend time with Phil. If I didn't have a husband, I could, uh, my career would be gangbusters. So what, what's, your, what's your sense about that? How do, you, how do you see that? I think that you can do whatever works for you. You can have a relationship or not have a relationship, whatever, you know, whatever works for you, you should, you should do it. And I, I really believe in like, all of it is possible. But but do you think, like, what about the people who are frustrated that think they don't have any help? I mean, what kind of emotional support do you need? Like, do we need mm-hmm. emotional, what what about the issue of emotional support? That's nice if you have it, definitely. I, I definitely <laughs> have it. Like, Kenny's a really great person and great husband, so I'm, I'm very grateful. Yeah, yeah, but um, what, it, what, what can, pe- I guess that's partly why, um, why being part of a group is helpful, right? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, that can partially be replaced by friends or... I don't think that you... right? It, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you have to have a relationship, otherwise you cannot be an entrepreneur. No, you of course be successful. not. Many single people are, and it's totally fine. I think it really is just how you want it in your life, right? Right. So, but, I mean, no one no one succeeds alone. alone. That is true. So you do need to get other people involved in some way, right? Yes, absolutely. And how would you do that? By joining joining groups? You can join groups like Bushwick Entrepreneurs Club where you can right, discuss whatever is on your mind or find collaborators, find employees if you can afford them, <laughs> which is great, right? Or maybe if, some, if your project is really, really exciting, maybe somebody wants to help you just for free, you mm-hmm. know? So. But also a lot of it is thinking about how um, your project translates into making somebody else Absolutely. It, else's it has career. to be mutually beneficial, right? They also have to get something from it. Right. So what what was the point like where you saw that the Bushwick Daily, and we're talking about the Bushwick Daily because you feel like that's, I mean, you do do a lot of things. You're also mm-hmm. writing a book right now, a memoir, yeah. a f- novel, actually. Yeah, I'm writing two novels. Two novels. <laughs> because why yeah. not, you know? <laughs> yeah, why not? What else are you going to So um, you're obviously somebody who's, you know, pretty, pretty driven, but, um, but we are talking about the Bushwick Daily as a business. So what, was there a turning point where you were like, I mean, that's, that's, that is what, how you're making your living now, right? Yes. So was there a tur- turning point where you were like, I guess I am making a living. Did you notice it? What happened? How I did- don't think there was like one specific moment, but mm-hmm. it, it sort of came over time. So um, in the beginning, right, I started Bushwick Daily in 2010, which I can't believe it's been that wow. long. But uh, in the beginning, I first two years i really didn't make almost any money if any probably none and i was really just learning how to do it Mm -hmm. because i didn't come from the background of writing right like i said i I used to be a lawyer before moreover i'm from another country so i I came to america basically Mm -hmm. from slovakia and the czech republic Mm -hmm. so i didn't write like there was like just so much to learn for me 
Mm-hmm. I didn't know that much about Bushwick. It was really mm-hmm. just like, <laughs> I was just learning mm-hmm. on the go. And eventually, probably after those two years, which is probably longer than most of most people need. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, but after those two years, I sort of really felt like I can do this. Like I know how to do this. I had writers two with years. me. And um, that's when I probably really started to think about making money with the project. Did you have self-doubt? Dr. Lisa, every day. <laughs> I think that's just part of it. If you don't have it, you're probably insane. Uh-huh. Right? There's, it's, I think the, the real magic is, the real success is to proceed regardless, right? Like, mm-hmm. Actions. Yeah. Right. You, you actually like move step by step and you make it. Did you think happen. about giving up though? I definitely thought about giving up, yes. Hmm. Um, but not really seriously, honestly. But mm-hmm. I, I had definitely hard moments, you know. Like, How did you come up with the idea to do the Bushwick Daily? Um, you know, I moved to, to the neighborhood and it's partially what my first novel is about. So you guys maybe want to wait. <laughs> no, but I mean, was it? <laughs> read it. But you I, said you weren't a writer. So what was it about it? Was it the stimulation that, were, were, were you like, I want to have my own business? Or were you like... Definitely not. Or were you thinking, I want to have my own business? Or were you thinking like, this is a neighborhood that needs No, uh, I was more like, I personally need a creative outlet. I need to do this for myself. Mm -hmm. That's how it started, right? Mm -hmm. I was um, just out of um, law school. I didn't have a job. I didn't, I have really bad visa that was ending. I couldn't get a job. And Mm -hmm. um, there was like a lot of things that were not going very well in my life. So I just did it so that I have something to keep myself happy with. Honestly. Ah, so you, were, you weren't really expecting to make a living off of it? I guess not really. In the beginning, it was really just that. Even though I was very excited and I was very serious about mm-hmm. it. I mm-hmm. like almost from day one, I was like, and there will be an article every day. And I did, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's how I did it. And I was like, there will be two articles every day. <laughs> and, and, you know. So let's talk about discipline. That seems like something that you have in in spades or... Because don't you think like discipline, I think discipline is the, a big, big factor in people's success. Yes, but it doesn't have to be like, you don't have to be like super hard on yourself. I feel like it's important that everybody finds a way that works for them, right? Like, because no one is there creating that external structure for you. Like when you're at a job and you're like, okay, you come to job at nine and you leave at five and these are your tasks that you have to do. But right? mm-hmm. you're the one who is like deciding these things, which can be very scary, very weird, very whatnot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like everybody has to sort of find out what works for them. Like you don't necessarily have to be like the most disciplined person in the world or something crazy. You don't have to be this Spartan type, but you just have to find a way that makes that works. Right. But don't and, you wind up having to do a lot of things that you just do not like to do? I mean, I guess that's like with everything in life, right? <laughs> not, not, a, not Nothing is just like roses and uh, unicorns. Uh-huh. Everything is also sometimes crappy. Mm-hmm. But I guess it depends. Like, <laughs> I have this terrible metaphor that I kind of hate in my in my mind. I'm not really sure who said oh, it. Oh, good. Let's hear it. Yeah, I want to hear it. I mean, we started with ball, so we can continue. Yeah, we're but, talking about testicles. Uh, so, I'm not really sure who said it. Maybe you guys can can uh, tweet on me. But um, it was about um, sort of eating a shit sandwich. <laughs> so you just have to decide which flavor you like the most ah. because it's just gonna be shit. You know, uh-huh. like. 
that's basically it. Like there, there will always be bad things about it, or you will be tired. You, but it's like with everything, right? Well, just, yeah, you know, um, it's interesting because um, a long, uh, a while, quite a while ago, I had uh, some seminar uh, with uh, one of the uh, um, curators from the Whitney Museum. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had like a really, you know, she had like this job where she gets to pick out like really cool art for the museum and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she wound up saying like, you know, when, when we wound up understanding like all that's involved, picking the art, selling the art to the board, things like that. Uh, we, w- you know, she wound up saying that really about five to 7% of what she does is the fun part and the rest is mm. all the... And I, that really stuck with me because I think that's really true about um, most most projects, a lot of yeah. projects. I mean, if you're a performer, particularly, like you might spend, you know, I mean, if you spend three hours a week on the stage, which would be a lot for, for me, for a lot of people, that would be maybe still another 30 hours sending out the invites and getting the costumes and all that other shit. Yeah. So I think there's planning is that's just, that's just, that's just the way it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You just gotta be, you just gotta keep in mind what, it is the payoff is great yes the big picture and uh yeah so get off your fucking ass man look what you're missing <laughs> you're making shit happen is there any like um just we only have a couple minutes left but just so we can get some more uh sense of who you who you see as a what you admire can you name any entrepreneurs or business people that uh you think of as role models you know like oh my god <laughs> like how about cookies what's that woman who made those cookies uh, mrs fields that's like so old now i don't know that one Is oh it the yeah wall street that's woman true. or something no some like woman who was married to a rich guy and really pretty and made uh chocolate chip cookies <laughs> and got really rich out of making them. So you don't have to be rich, but uh, you can still become rich. Um, so I don't know. I, but is I, it I, women? What's the difference? Do you think it's harder for women? I mean, like everybody thinks every kind of work business thing is harder for women. I mean, I'm trying to be more like, rather than focusing on that, I'm trying to be like, okay, so you are an, a successful woman. So tell me how you did it. What should I do to be like you? You know, mm-hmm. for me, more that's a more of a question, right? There are very successful women out there, entrepreneurs or employees, whatnot. And I just really want to know how they do it every day. But you do identi- You do think it's, it's a different road for women? I guess it's a little different. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think that um, being an entrepreneur is actually a lot easier for women in a certain way because mm-hmm. if you're going to start your own business, there's going to be a lot less obstacles than if you're going to try and work your way up in a big company. Right? Yeah, it's possible. I mean, you're right. You are the creator when you are doing your own business. Yeah, and a lot by of your rules. A lot of businesses, like um, like if you're making art, even though you're a woman and it counts, but you you know, you're not necessarily in front of your work all the time, like you personally. And a lot of, if you're making stuff, if you're making furniture, whatever, people don't even know if you're a male or female, like they would if you were working in a company. You know, your personality wouldn't even really matter. I just think that it's really important to, um, 
be able to negotiate with other people and to mm-hmm. be focused, keep your keep your focus. And then occasionally you're not going to be focused is okay too, right? Yes, it's important to rest mm-hmm. as well. So how many cats do you guys have now? Oh my God, it's a really weird question because uh, so we have like two, <laughs> two resident cats that live with us. And then we have two cats that we've been feeding for like five years in our backyard. Wow. And we also like bought them like a heated cat house for the winter. Really? Yeah, it's like the best thing ever. Wow. Like, it was only 50 bucks off Amazon and it's like a major hit. The cats so they, love it. how many cats? There's two cats that two sleep cats. in there? Yeah, they're they're all related to your Toby. Oh, yeah. It's like one family. Toby's family. Toby's family. <laughs> and then we always have some other cats that like just start coming, you know, like now we have this this little gray one that we call Schmutz. And uh, and he keeps coming for breakfast and for dinners, and he's really cute. Do you so, have them? You have them all fixed. Um, yeah, we're trying to fix them. Um, Schmutz is not fixed yet. We have to we have to take care of him. Uh-huh. Is it a boy or a girl? It's a boy. He has really big balls. It's, it's very <laughs> clear with this one. <laughs> it's very cute. It's very great. If you guys want to adopt a gray cat, I have yeah. one. <laughs> well, that's good to know. That's good to know that some cats. Are little, or you can figure, you can really, you can really, really tell. Anyway, I just want to make sure that you guys stay with us because there's this really great show about mixtapes by Inland Danziger after this. It's called Lost and Rewound. And uh, it's really fun. And if you uh, have ever, uh, he's a mixtape. Dr. Lisa gives a shit. 